Dave and Jeff doing our second podcast of the week. Watching a little Padre baseball. Just got done watching Hard Knocks. Just like we said, we'd be doing the show on a Tuesday night. We goddamn follow up. <laughs> Protocol. Uh, I got a quick F you of the day. All right. And it goes to our fine blogger, Jojo Tarantino. Okay. He, uh, You didn't even defend him. You didn't even go like, whoa, what? He's a part of the guy. <laughs> Fucking guy just puts out on Instagram that he's following the Kansas City Chiefs. That's I, his new team? Yeah, I said, oh, you go ahead and support Tyreek Kill. I'll be <laughs> passing your contact information <laughs> along to the people at Becky's house. Good for you. Why at Becky's house? Because uh, Tyreek punching pregnant women? Well, Jesus. threatening kids? That's Jeez, really great. Louis, that's You're horrible. Real, You're absolutely right. You go ahead and great. report them. Yeah, you know what? It took me a second to put two and two together. Yeah. You and uh, that noodle arm from Point Loma, Billy, doesn't know left from right. <laughs> if you haven't paid attention on uh, social media, two of our favorite guys, Dave, I'm not lying, right? Two yeah. of our favorite guys are Billy and Pete and Point Loma. These guys are just, they're awesome. They are. And the other day, the, these two guys have been so mind-fucked since the Chargers left. They don't know what to do. And they're easy pickings. So I said to them the other day on social media, I go, listen, you two dumb shits. Why don't you just face the truth, okay? Dave and I are going to tell you, here's the thing. Pete and Billy, you two fuckheads are Raiders. You guys have Raider blood running through it. You don't want to admit it, but you do. Billy was a fine quarterback at Point Loma. I said, you remind me a little bit of Lyle Alzado. Just kind of... You know, swagger, you followed yeah. up. Maybe a little quieter, maybe more a Howie Long type guy than Alzado, where he just gets the job done. Pete is just a maniac, and I said, you're Ted Hendricks with a highlighter. <laughs> I knew as soon as I sent that tweet, yeah. it was the easiest fucking tweet I've ever sent in my life because I knew both of those guys would take the bait. Yeah. What shocked me was how immediately... Pete and Point Loma, like a house of cards, just immediately folded and said, I'm in. Good. Guy's been a Raider fan his entire, or a Charger fan, excuse me, his entire life. And I'm going to say this right here. Yeah. On behalf of me, Dave, Mike Costa, and every other Raider fan, we welcome Pete to the family. He's a fantastic guy, and uh, he's a winner, and we welcome him. Now, I would have thought that Billy, who was so pissed off, and rightfully so, I believe a season ticket holder, was so pissed off by the way the Chargers treated this city that Billy would have said, you know what? Yeah. I see it. I hadn't seen it before, Jeff, but as usual, you're the eyeglasses of San Diego. And goddamn, if you didn't do it again, son, I'm in. And this fucking guy continues to resist. Well, Dave told him the other day, what'd you tell him? He said, you got about 48 hours. To get your shit together. Get your shit together, William. <laughs> or you can fucking catch the next bus out of town. Because me, Pete, and fucking uh, Dave are yeah. in. Pete and Point Lone was all in on the Raiders. The rest of you are invited to be all in on the Raiders. It's the best way to say fuck you to the Chargers. Even my man JoJo can't figure it out. And you're all welcome to come join us. And fucking Pete and Point Loma said, you know what, Billy? I'm in because now next year I can go see a game and I can see Shania Twain. Yes. That made me think, yes. ah, okay, we got a little bit of work to do. We do. Polish this piece of coal into a diamond, but we'll get there, Dave. 
Look, here's the deal. Anyone that's a Raider fan, the reason there are positives in there, they stink, okay? They've stunk for a long time. They're coming back around. The thing is, there's a toughness of being a Raider fan. Nobody fucks with Raider fans. You, right. you walk a little bit more straight up. Right. You walk into a room immediately knowing that you own the room. Whether right. you've never been in that room before or not, nope. you own that room. Everybody's a little afraid of you. Yeah, and Raider chicks are hot. All you have to do is Google Raider chick. Yeah. And maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are. Especially if you're like me and you're like, God damn, I should have gone to Sweetwater High School. <laughs> Who's the hottest chick on the news right now? It's Alicia Summers. Right, former Raiderette. That's my point. See that shit? Yeah, I do. <laughs> damn, I Billy. do. Billy's Bill Pickell. He's no Lyle Alzado. God, he, he's Mark Wilson, this little noodle arm. But he's still a guy that's part of our family, Dave. Uh, no man left behind. <laughs> and Billy, we'll just, we understand you're a little bit of a shithead right now, but you're, you're our, part of our family. Little resistance. <laughs> we'll get you there, kiddo. But I just love that Billy's so rattled and yeah. how easily we just turned his, his buddy. Pete, we're glad to have you. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. You never wanted to be on the other side of the fence. You never liked wearing Charger blue and gold. You always wanted to wear black and silver. And as Dave pointed out, white satin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else? Dave, let's go right now. Let, yeah. Let's just go five more. Pe- let's see if we can get to five people. Five guys in this town that are Raider tough? Yeah, and let's uh, if we could throw a couple of uh, uh, females in there, too. We can do that. Easily, uh, Maggie could be a Raider fan. Maggie absolutely could be a Raider yes. fan. Yes. Rose is a Raider fan. 100% Rose is in. Yes. Uh, hmm. I think uh, I think our female audience is tougher than our male audience. Oh, shit. They're good. They're good. I think Geekster would look good in black and silver. I'm Christ, telling She you. already manages all the maniacs on Padre Twitter. You know who else would be really good on that? Uh, H.J. Preller. Yeah, it's a good call. He's really good. I think Drunk Flannery is fucking great. I think that maniac is is Raider fan all the way in. Who am I forgetting? I feel like there's like three guys that I'm absolute. Uh, Go ahead. You got another one? I'm lost. It's tough reaching. My guy T-shirt tech is cl- funny how. Those guys absolutely are Raider fans. They don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know it. Yeah, there's a handful, too. But the rest of you, anybody, listen. Oh, here's my guy right here. Okay. And now, I don't know if the silver and black, if the if, if the black hole wants this guy. But let me just ask this question earnestly. <laughs> what about Leisure Fryer? Boy, I don't know. I think he gets his ass kicked. I think he's the guy you take to a party. He embarrasses himself and gets his ass kicked. I think he shows up in a Daryl LaMonica jersey, and I think he, uh, I think he walks out of there. I think, I think he walks out of there with a the hot Raider chick. All he has to do is tell everybody he's Fred Blinnikoff, and he'll get laid. Uh, he's more uh, George Blanda <laughs> or Allo Casal. <laughs> Let's not go crazy, okay? Allo Cassell was still part of the family. <laughs> Al's dead. That won't work. Oh, Al shit. Leisure's still alive? Yeah, barely. I haven't seen Leisure uh, in a long time. 
yeah, I think That's all those guys. Shit. Listen, I'll just say this. Yep. I became a Raider fan a long, long time ago. It's fun. It's fun. It, it, when the team sucks, doesn't matter. You're still a Raider. People are still afraid of you. That's yeah, the thing. It's just great. There's an intimidation factor that goes with the Raiders that doesn't go with any other team. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. I, I tell you what, you and I just got done watching Hard Knocks. I, I like the fact the Raiders are on it. Yeah. I do. And they figured out, Jeff, that more John Gruden. Right. Because the first week they kind of blew it. Yeah. Gruden should be on every week. Mike Florio tonight. I find myself listening to Extra a lot more than I have shit probably in any of the four years or four different times I worked there. I listened to Extra a lot. And I had them on on the drive down, and I was listening to Florio. And Florio was a replay from this morning, and he was just killing hard knocks, saying it's all rigged. It's not what it's lead or what you're led to believe it is, which is reality. Who gives a shit? You know what, though? How does he know unless he's seen it? And the reason I say that is I heard Jeff Fisher on the radio, I believe it was yesterday. Okay. First time I've heard Jeff Fisher do an interview since he was fired. Yeah. Jeff Fisher said 100% it's real. He said, not only is it real, he goes, after day one, you forget the cameras are yeah. there. You just don't see them. They're all hidden cameras. They're all like when you go into the bank. Yeah. You don't even know you're there. And they they take so much footage that at a certain point, probably, yeah, you just forget. You're, you, you have to get ready for this season. Exactly. You can't be worried about with the cameras. He says when he was on Hard Knocks with the Rams, he got final say on what went on. And Gruden so, does now, Gruden yes. and Mayock, but it's Gruden's call. And he said anything that was either going to give too much information or hurt a player, no. they, they wouldn't put on there. Right. But he said, you, you don't pay attention to the cameras, but he goes, you do get final say of what's said. And he said he would walk into his office um, you know, every morning, first thing, and there are cameras on the wall. And he would say, good morning, guys, and the cameras would nod up and down. <laughs> and then he would say, hey, guys, um, camera's off. Um, I got to make some personal phone calls. Give me five minutes. And he said the cameras would turn away into the wall. Nice. And then he said he got his personal time whenever he needed it. But most importantly, he got final say. And he said he was looking out for the players' well-being. But he said he thought it was a huge positive for the Rams and for him. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things, Dave, that are not reality. Uh, my ex-wife is an attorney. And it was always fun watching Law & Order with her. Yeah. Because she would say, well, none of this shit can happen. I'm like, well, why do you watch it? And she's like, well, it's kind of fun to think if we could do that. But <laughs> it's like can't. cops who watch uh, cop shows. Right. Yep. Same thing. And you look at it. We've talked about it with the very few movies that were made about radio where they always have these insanely cool studios when most radio studios are 10 by 10, little yep. cubbyhole. Look, man, whatever you watch, whether it's John Taffer Dave and Mike filmed that. That was all bullshit. Bar Rescue's all yeah. bullshit. Uh, my good buddy Joel Rods, who I'm going to the Stones concert with next week, he was an executive producer on about 10 of these shows, from Orange County Choppers to Gene Simmons to Blind Date. They're all bullshit. You know why they're all bullshit? Because none of us are that interested in reality. Reality's boring. So if what you're seeing from Gruden or the players is amped up a little bit and it brings a little bit of a WWE mentality. So what? Because Dave and I have been to enough practices at Charger Park or Aztec Park. Yeah. And we've been to enough press conferences where after about two fucking days, you're really bored. You are. 
other than the fact you go, well, I'm glad I don't, I work here and I don't have a job that sucks. This is kind of cool. But nobody says anything, anything else. So, yeah, they amp it up a little bit. They, it's showbiz. Yep. Fuck you, Mike Florio. <laughs> you little fucking bookworm. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. When's I, the last time you called somebody a bookworm? I, I'll tell you exactly where I stole it from because it struck me so funny the other night. I think I called you at like 11 o'clock yeah, at did. night. Uh in the morning, I listened to Stern all the time. And, and having been gone for a week, I was catching up on shows. And he had the guy, the bagel boss guy that... Flipped out. Yeah. He was on, and that guy is now going to fight Len Dykstra. Wow. We'll get to that in a second. But they had the bagel boss guy in Stern show trying to get him to fight Shuli, trying to get him to fight Mamet. And then they pitched him fighting J.D. And J.D. said, no, I don't want to fight. Get out of here. And that little bagel boss guy who's like 4'11 told J.D. from the Stern Show, get the fuck out of here, bookworm. (laughs) And it struck me so funny. Like if we just went back to fourth grade insults, calling guys four eyes, bookworm, Oh, it's more brutal than anything you go through at workplace. Right. You don't say shit like that to somebody in the workplace. And so, uh, shithead, shithead's a great one. We've been calling people that for about a month. Um, Yeah, so this guy called him a, like, I haven't even thought of the term bookworm. Dave, our friend Len Dykstra is going to fight the Bagel Boss guy. It's going to happen September the 7th. I'll be at the Casbah that night. Is it pay-per-view? Yes. Really? September 7th, he's fighting Len Dykstra. I'll be at the Casbah for the Blasters concert, so I'll miss it. Let me ask you right now. Len Dykstra, our friend, fighting uh, Bag of Boss guy. I still say Len Dykstra kills him. Boy, Len looked like shit. He looks like shit in the pictures I'm looking at right now. From TMZ? Yeah, he looks really bad. Looks like they're holding him up, right? He He looks like almost like Grossman from Chips. He looks terrible. Dude, he looks like a guy who just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And his buddies are walking him out of Hennessy's. Dude, there's no way he's in shape, though, right, to fight? Nah. I mean, he has, has to have no wind. Right. Um, if that fight was being held at Viejas Arena. Yeah. Let's play this game. And I said to you, hey, man, Bagel Boss is fighting Lenny Dykstra. Tickets are on sale right now. We can get in for 60 bucks each. You win? Nope. 40 bucks each. No. 30 bucks. No, dude. Probably 20. 20 I'll probably watch. You'd put 20? Yeah. I'd Would you pay watch. 10 to park? Oh, shit. Ah, fuck. Why not? I want to see someone get their ass kicked. We went to a Bonaduce fight. We sponsored one of those. It yeah, was we horrendous. Did. It was. All right. Now we're like, instead, that fight's being held in at the Ontario VFW. But we can stream it for 29 bucks. You going to stream it for 29? No, I'm not. Even though it's the same thing. No, I'm not. Would you stream it for twelve bucks? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Dude, the best thing is he doesn't have any teeth. You can't get his teeth knocked out. They're fighting in twenty-three ounce gloves. By comparison, the UFC fights in four ounce gloves. Oh my gosh, it's like putting pillows on your hands. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So it's Lenny fighting a fucking Squiggy. <laughs> Dude, what's the money? Uh. Lenny's probably getting from 
what they were offering on Stern Show, Lenny's probably doing it for five to ten grand. Really? Whether or not Fuck, he gets he's in paid that at the end, we'll see. Dude, that's fucking nuts, man. Think about it, though. Lenny used to make probably 50000 a game. Right. I hope this doesn't impact Lenny's ability to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> hey, are you just going to fucking move around and push cushions off all night? It's goddamn sugar. We're sitting down here in Dave's beautiful studio. Dave's one-eyed goddamn dog started on one couch, went over there and just shoved all the pillows onto the floor. Determined that wasn't good enough for her. Yeah. Now her ass that blows up this room is less than four yards to my <laughs> left. She just shoved two more fucking pillows on the ground. She has no manners, Dave. No, I don't know. Ten years old. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, she no, doesn't nothing, care. No, she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't time for your ass. Um, <laughs> it's funny, man. You look at these celebrity fights. I don't know if there's if there's one out there that you'd go, okay, that guy's desperate. He'd, de- he'd definitely want to fight. Who would I want to see fight? I like the little dude bagel guy. Do you really? Yeah. He's a, God dang, he's a fucking angry guy. Yeah, but he's pretty I, funny on Stern. I'd almost like to, to see him get the shit kicked out of him, but at the same time, I really want to see Lenny got, get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him in that video. He told that yeah. guy, hey, you shut yeah. the fuck up. Guy grabbed him by the throat and dropped him. Yeah, I'd like to see both of them get the shit kicked out of him. 23-ounce gloves is ridiculous. Yeah, those are big. Have you ever seen a 23-ounce glove? Never seen that before. No, the biggest the glove that I remember is old-school heavyweight boxing was 16 ounces. Really? Yeah, 23 ounces almost like... Remember when we used to go to the Tropicana? No. <laughs> but remember the Tropicana used to have, like, any strip club. Strip club, they had... Uh, Mud wrestling or whatever, yeah. and then they'd have whatever they called their boxing. Yeah, like the box. Remember they'd have like strippers boxing. Those look like eighty ounce gloves. They were huge. Probably the same thing. Yeah, it's a complete joke. <laughs> okay, you you sit there and you bring it back to the Tropicana. Right, goddamn Trop was great. Did you ever buddy, go to the Tropicana? Yeah, yeah, I have. A buddy of mine did. Um, God dang, it was it was shaving cream. Fighting. Yeah, my buddy did it at. Uh, Captain Creams in Orange County. One of the saddest fucking experiences I've ever been through in my life. It was in a mini strip mall that had like a light bulb store and a pet food store and this shitty little strip club Yeah, for my buddy uh, Marty Gallo's bachelor party. Is that right? And we got a limo and went up there and there's like six of us and it felt like it just... It was unbelievable. Well, you felt like you had completely hit rock bottom when you walked into this place. And the thing that I remember is uh, my buddy Marty looked like a young Lex Luger. And so we, whatever the fuck it cost us for him to wrestle in shaving cream. And he put the chick across his, like the torture rack, across his (laughs) shoulders. Goddamn, Marty was probably benching 320 at the time. The girl's like, ah! Like, dude. What was he going to do? He's just goofing around because he was like, you know, Hulk. <laughs> what the hell's going on? But the thing that I remember about that night at Captain Cream's is all my buddies that I ran with dipped. Yeah. They all fucking dipped and they all spit in their beer bottle. And our waitress, remember the waitresses at all these, they just have a huge rack. Yeah. And, but none of them. Like, Strip. Yeah, and I don't even feel like this was a strip club. Like, it was really just a weird premise, but they hustled us out of money. And the girl came, and she had, uh, the waitress came, and she had a tray to carry drinks out. She's putting empty glasses on, 
And you know how those waitresses are. They always want to show off at how much they can stack. And the last thing she put up was a Budweiser, and that Budweiser bottle oh, fell no. right back. No, oh, no. no. Like Jason Ostell in the car. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was just dip juice all over that rack. Oh, my and, gosh. And we all yelled at her because it stunk. Oh. Hey, get out of here. We're trying to have a good night. My goddamn friends get married. You're staking the place up. Go clean yourself up. Get your dignity back. Come on, move it. <laughs> move it, Lola. Yeah. And then remember, remember the movie Coming to America? Yeah. The scene where they're looking for girls and they're kind of interviewing girls and they're in that mm-hmm. bar, that's in the Tropicana in Hollywood. Is that right? Yeah. I feel, Same I, thing. The one thing I remember about that place, it was, it, was, it was different because it was the first time I've ever been in a club like me that. Me too. And... <laughs> I think I was 16. No, I'm not. First time I've been in a club like that. I've been in clubs before, just the one like that, where there's so many guys who brought their girlfriends. I've never seen that oh, before. That I don't remember. There were so many girls in there paying for dances and stuff for their boyfriends or husbands. And uh, and it was it was the first time I've ever had, I remember, first time I ever had a girl with a fake rack, rubber rack into my face. And I was like, yeah, those are different. And, <laughs> they, and they smell like vanilla. <laughs> Do you have glitter all over you? Of course. In my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the trop. My dad's friend took me in there. I was like 16. And I remember going in, and it was like, it was in a weird spot. Like, is it right off the 101? It was. Like, right off the 101, yeah. right? But then there was another place that my dad's buddy got me into. And it was, um, you'll know this, in L.A., down Wilshire at like Avenue of the Stars, right where Channel yeah. 7 used to be. And goddamn, in this strip club, it was like a, a nudie bar. And if the DJ didn't say, hey, great night here tonight at uh, Bob's Classy Ladies or whatever the fucking place was, great to have with us from ABC7, Mr. Jim Hill. <laughs> Dude, I used to see Jim Hill all the fucking time. <laughs> And Jim stood up and acknowledged yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Like, I used to see Jim all the time at those places. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, like, shit. Right? I can't yeah. imagine you roll into Cheetahs and they're like, hey, uh, before we bring Cinnamon up tonight, like to welcome from KNSD, former Charger great, Jim Lazovic. <laughs> Come on, Laz, get up. What do you want to hear? <laughs> I want to hear some Danzig. Like, Laz would be like, shit. Hey, dick. <laughs> you know what? He wouldn't. He would take pictures and sign autographs. <laughs> Last, okay, yeah. let's go through right now. I'm yeah. gonna give you. I'm gonna give you names of local media. Go ahead. It's funny you say this because of that shit you sent me yesterday in a private private message of guys that oh that yeah yeah yeah. Themselves. Well, yeah. There's guys. It's my favorite thing on Twitter is that when some porn star. Uh, put something up like come follow me on my website and you go well i don't even know who this chick is and then you find out that a local sportscaster follows them you're like oh wow i think they paid i think the one you sent me was they were not they were members and were paying for that site come on yeah look at it again i laughed my ass off all day long right right it was it was fantastic that was a good catch i'm like look at this fucking pervert (laughs) that's exactly what you wrote 
<laughs> At first, I'm like, what the fuck? And then it took me a second. Man, I laughed for like three hours, dude. It was right. so fucking funny. Look, radio guys, if you go Dave and Jeff, Stevie Woods, right? How many strip clubs have they been in? You got time. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I haven't been in. I don't know, Dave. I think you and I were in the Gold Club in Vegas. I don't know. It's 2004. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you the truth. I don't know if Neither, I've been, I in been the, back. Yeah, I don't know that I've been back in since. But in our 20s, we yeah. had all the fucking time. Okay, now let's go through some of the local media guys. And I'm just trying to think of who um, local... Carlo Chiquetto. Yeah, that would be surprising. On his uh, Over or under 10 times in a nudie bar? Oh, over. Over? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say under. Really? For Chiquetto? That guy went to USC. He's a perv. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, I say over for Carlo. Paul Rudy. <sighs> guy gets his mail there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. That, that, hey, what? That's the easiest one. That is right. It is the easiest one. <laughs> he gets his mail Fucking there? guy talks, ties his dogs to the fucking stop sign and goes inside for eight hours. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Chicks all come out yeah. with those fucking hot dogs that they steam. Yeah, yeah. Bring the dog. <laughs> come here, Rusty. Why do you think his hair is always messed up? He's it's rubbing the, his head. He's motorboating. <laughs> motorboating motherfucker. Look at him. Lauren, Lauren Finney has no idea what she's working with. Jesus, you know I'm right. He always smells good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Who else? God damn, Dave, I don't know any of the news anchors anymore. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll throw one at you. Jason Ostell. Ostell, I'm going to say more than 10, less than 20. Okay. Good deal. I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to think now, guys. It's okay. Here you go. And there's one definitely a less than it. Ben. Ben Higgins. Oh shit. I. I'll say I, never. No, I would say no because Ben's still a guy. Ben, like Ben's a guy. Like if they had a bachelor party, he probably went. I'm ben just, gets upset if Steve uses the word balls, and could be talking about like baseballs. Like he gets upset. Really? I say. I say zero ever been in a strip club now i'm gonna say ben's been there uh i'm gonna say ben's been there i'm gonna put my number right now three really grand total i think three. you're nuts yeah what's listen to this <laughs> yeah what's listen to the show i'll let us know tomorrow morning darren I, smith how many times oh, in that's the a good one bar? too i say less than five now he was an espn guy yeah I still, i'm gonna say over 20 really yeah, he was he's it's his second marriage, but remember That's true. I don't know in Bristol though. I've never been to Bristol. That's a pretty wild group. Yeah. It's a pretty I, I, I mean say, getting to twenty that. isn't that big a deal. No, I just say less than I don't know. I can't imagine. Hacksaw. Oh fuck. Hacksaw's been to a bunch of them. Do you think so? Yeah. I, I think, think Saw's I think Saw's less than ten. Really? I think Saw's more than twenty. Hey Dave, how many times do you think I've been there? Oh, that's funny as shit. With green appreciation. Hey, you know, you girls, I tell you what, if I had you girls in my outfield, I'd play, hey, what's this? Hey, hey, I like this a lot. I like this a lot. I said Coach has been um, more than three times, less than five, and he complained every time. He had to go because he's been a team guy. Uh, I, I think you're wrong on that again. I'm going to say Coach is more than 10, less than 15. And I think Coach would shock you. I think Coach would be fun there. 
You think so? Yeah. You think he wears a suit? Uh, I think he wears a track suit. But again, it's going to say his name embroidered and probably like uh, CIF runner-up. Probably something that means a lot to him because that team meant a lot to him. Um, hmm. Okay, I'll throw one at you. It'll be a tough one for you. Yeah. The team mom of the of the Padres, Mark Grant. Mud. It was great. I almost sent him a video today. By the way, congratulations to Mud. Absolutely. I voted in that. I, I did, did too. Yeah. Uh, Awful Announcing, which is a great website, did a poll a couple of weeks back saying, hey, vote for your favorite local TV broadcasters. And anybody who has the baseball package, you've seen a lot of these guys. You go, yeah, they're good or bad. A lot of them, including Bob Carpenter, who's horseshit and the biggest dick in stats for that <laughs> motherfucker, dead last, but voted the number one local Major League Baseball announced team were Mud and Don. That's awesome. And I thought that was great. Congratulations to those guys. Fantastic. They are really good, man. And yeah. They, they, they are. I mean, especially when the, you look at the product they've had to broadcast, they are, they have done a fantastic job. I, I'd put, I'd stay right in the National League West. I think the three best are in the National right. League West. Right, I agree. With Joe Davis and Hershiser and then... Uh, the Giants. And Kuiper and, yeah. and Kruko. Yeah, I like the... Oh, and John Miller in that mix, yeah. too. The Angels, I think, have the worst. Yeah, they were in the top ten. Were they really? But how many times has Mud been to a titty bar? <laughs> um, I'm going to say over 20. Really? Mud played Major League That's Baseball, true. Dave. But wasn't he married really early? Yeah, he just he just went for the chicken fingers. He would go for the chicken fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And for the music. He likes to dance. That's true. You know, burn off some steam. I almost sent him a clip today. Fucking best clip ever is Gene Larkin for the Twins wins it game seven and when you watch it with jack buck the twins are gonna win the world series and about 30 seconds into the clip you just see that sack of shit 55 looking out at the field trying to figure out what happened exactly and i love sending that clip to him hey keep walking 55 we're not holding the bus for you game over pea brain uh he's on the shit yeah. All right, Eat let me shit. ask you this. From the pot, let's say in the pot, how about Mark Sweeney? How oh, many God. times has he been? I'm going to go over 20 just yes. because he's been on so many goddamn teams. Yeah, I'll say And he got 20. married late. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Did we miss anybody radio? Bob Scanlon's a zero. Bob Scanlon. is a zero, dude. There's no way Bob Scanlon's been to a strip club. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Who can get you to a strip club faster right now? If we said, guys... There's a thousand bucks in it for you, and you gotta get us. We're just gonna we're gonna blindfold you, and we're gonna bring you to the Santee Town Center. <laughs> and now, thousand bucks. We have two cars. It's kind of like Fast and the Furious. Coach in one car, uh, scan in the other car. One of you has to get us to the nearest titty bar. Who gets us there quicker? Who wins the thousand bucks? I say coach. Coach. Both those idiots would drive the speed limit too. Yeah, I'm not sure we lose a nickel. No. <laughs> they just go to Sonic, eat tater tots all fucking night. I think we're fine. That would be a terrible evening. Going out with either one of those guys. Oh, I think Scan would be a riot. Scan would have a shitload of baseball stories. Yeah, that's all you need. Fuck. Yeah. Scan but you couldn't cuss, dude. You can't cuss in front of Scan. Scan oh, he doesn't cuss. Care. He doesn't cuss. 
Dude, he played with a bunch of maniacs. Yeah, but he doesn't swear. You and I swear too much. We'd offend him all the time. Yeah, well, we I'm not know saying he'd invite us him. back. See, here's the deal. Scan is such a nice guy. I'd feel bad about offending him. But yeah. I know in my language, I drop fuck every every sentence. True. Whereas Coach, ah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit, we love, I love him. Co- I do. I love him. known him almost 30 years, dude. But fuck it. I just wouldn't care. All right, let's move to the newspaper. Jay Posner. How many titty bars oh, has, uh, has uh, Pete and Point Loma? Hey, Dave. Uh, hey, do you have a couple of ones? I like to tip out Ashley. More than 30. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think Jay's been to a bunch of them. Oh, I, I went think, to UCLA. I think, I think, yeah, I think Jay spent. I think Jay's, Jay was at nude, nude nudes in the, by the airport, LAX. <laughs> I think you're completely wrong. I'm going to go Posner under four. Really? It's really loud in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble reading my book. Yeah, I'm going to say under four. Uh, Nick Canepa. Oh, shit. More than 50. Smoking heaters. <laughs> how many is he? How many had he been in by 1974? Oh Jesus, a lot. Yeah, a lot. How many has he been in since 84? Oh, that's funny, dude. Probably three. Probably not that many. No, since none 84. since the 90s. None since the 90s. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, that's funny as hell. Kevin Acey. Oh, a shitload. <laughs> a ton, dude. I guarantee a, a ton. Yeah, it's a good game, right? Yeah, I do. Kinda I like fun. this game. All right. There's only one we're actually going to get a definite answer. It's going to be from Woods asking uh, Ben tomorrow. Yeah. How many times I, has I say he been zero. in a strip club? Yeah, I say zero. You say three. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two or three. Okay. Yeah, I think I think uh, Ben is definitely by the book. Yeah. Ben's a really fucking good dude. Like Ben's a really good dude. I I don't think I think Ben's happily married now. Yeah. Shelly, so I don't think I think he'd find that disrespectful to Shelly now. Yeah, he wouldn't go, which is fine. Um, which is funny because if I said to Steve, "Hey, I got a corner table at Al's little bit of sunshine," he'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and I wake up and we got ball practice at three. But I'll I'll come out for a few. That's funny. I say uh, I say honestly, I say zero for both Ben and Scanlon. The reason I say zero for Scanlon, Scanlon, I, I know who Scanlon's best friend is, and he's a priest. That's why I'm really? telling you it's zero. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to put Ben, but well, Ben, Ben will admit to it. Yeah, he'll no, no doubt, he'll admit to it. He doesn't, he doesn't swear. I almost don't trust people that don't swear. Damn shit. <laughs> Elston. Oh, a bunch. Cries at every one of them. No. Listening to Oshila. No. Put your clothes on. No, don't put your clothes on. He's just completely stuck in his own head. As he's giving her... Uh, $20 bills. And flowers. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Orsillo. Well, I'll get to Orsillo yeah. in a second. But the thing with Craig, Craig's probably telling her, you know what... Uh, hey, I'm not going to coach you, but if you went up there to Little River Band... Hang on, help's on the way. I bet you get even more gorgeous. Craig might be that guy that gives un- unsolicited um, compliments. Yeah. Hey, your and, nails are beautiful. Dude, <laughs> he'd be that guy that's in the car 
completely upset with himself for going. I shouldn't have gone in there. Shouldn't have gone in there. Fuck, where's my scarf? Did I leave my scarf in there? Fuck. They're going to know I was here. Joe Nelson's going to write it. God damn it. <laughs> Talking to himself, looking in the rearview mirror. Toughen Co- up. Pull Co- it together. Costa. Oh, dude, a million. Has he? Oh, I think Costa's been to a ton. Maybe not since he's been married, but I think Costa's been to a ton. Mike was, Mike, I know Mike's brother. Yeah. Mike's nickname in high school was Chet after the Bill Paxton character in Weird Science. Yeah. Mike's a maniac now, but Mike was absolutely, would narc on his brother Pete yeah. all the time, which is pretty funny. Uh, Mike's been, but I don't think, like, is it kind of sad or pathetic that out of our group, we've probably just done the most fucked up shit? Yeah, that's why I hang out with you. Yeah, it's fun, right? <laughs> At least I admit it. Like, you hear some of this other shit, and then yeah. you go, well, we're pretty boring. I mean, we tell you everything. We act like we've lived such crazy lives. We haven't done shit. <laughs> I've never been arrested. You ever been arrested? Nope. Yeah. Never been close to arrest. You have, I have a group of friends that have been arrested multiple times. Like, to the point they can't even remember what they were arrested for. It was either fighting or ping in public. Like, they can't even remember why they were arrested that time. Well, I got yelled at. Uh, it's my favorite thing. I got a speeding ticket on an old Honda motorcycle that I had. And so I got called into court, and the way they do it, they start with uh, all the Spanish speakers, and then they just start bringing... You've been in, like, traffic court when they bring up groups of, like, 20? And they just go right down the line. Uh, Palais, you know, turned right on red. How do you plead guilty? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Costa ran a red light. How do you plead guilty? Get the fuck out of here, right? It's all that shit. 35 and 25. So by the time they get to me, they've already gone through like 80 of your best friends because you're not fucking racist. All your best friends. Yes. The Spanish speakers that live down here. And uh, and now they've gone through three cycles of people that had traffic violations. So they call me up and I'm like sixth in the group. Well, the guy who's like third has a, you know, a warrant t-shirt on and long hair and his wallet chained to his jeans. And they're like, uh, you know, first two, same shit, traffic, traffic. And then this guy, hey, Mr. Smith, you're charged with urinating in public. Well, shit, I start laughing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the judge is like, you got a problem? And then you've been scolded. So I start laughing. No, shut up. But no, I've never been arrested, never been tased. Right? None no, of none shit. of that. No. Now, I always had a fear factor. I Me too. Had... I did not want to go to jail. Well, I had a fear factor because I knew the UT really hated you and kind of hated me. That if we did anything like a DUI or anything like that, I knew they'd put us in the fucking paper. Yeah. It's funny you said that. I've even told my kids that. Don't ever fucking get arrested. I said somehow it's going to come back to me. Don't get, don't, right. don't do anything dumb. Right. I don't know right now if. Radio host, if Judd or Mike got arrested, does it make the paper? I don't think so anymore. No. I don't think so. Back in the day... Darren makes the paper. Yeah, Darren would make the paper. Yeah. Uh, Hartman and Nornberger, no. no. Hardwick Hardwick would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephen Ben, I think Ben makes the paper. Oh, Ben would. He's uh, working for Channel 10, definitely. 
Uh, Tony I don't Jr. think nothing against Woods. I don't think Woods makes the paper getting arrested. I think he does. You do? Yeah, I think Steve does. I think people just expect that Woods is going to get arrested. Yeah, I think we're all a little shocked that he hasn't. Like the sand's flying through the hourglass. Yeah. We're just waiting. Yeah. I can't wait to see his fucking mugshot. All disheveled. Dude, it's good. he looks disheveled in every picture he takes. What are you talking about? He looks disheveled on Sundays. When he's playing baseball, he looks disheveled. When he's in bed with his kid, he always looks disheveled. Does Woods, for Woods' mugshot, does he go Todd Helton? He goes without a shirt. Or does he smile? Oh, that's funny as shit. I say he doesn't smile. I think he's thinking the whole time, fuck, Hannah's going to freak out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be living in a fucking Airstream. I don't think it's going to be a big shock when we look at his mugshot. I think it's going to look, it's not going to be like, like his driver's license yeah, picture. It's not going to be like Nick Nolte where you're like, what the fuck? It's going to be him like every other picture. What's he arrested for? Tax evasion? Public intoxication. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're Encinitas Cafe. Yeah, somewhere Gets stupid. Gets all fucked up on cheap yeah. wine. Oh, yeah. it's like shit. Yeah, something dumb. Yeah, nothing cool, right? Yeah, it's going to be something like walking out of a 7-Eleven and, and drinking a beer without putting it in the paper bag. Something dumb. <laughs> something embarrassing. It's going to embarrass us that we had him on. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Nothing even, anything good. Yeah. No, not no, not like, uh, yeah, like if he was doing blow in his car. Yeah, no, he's not doing that. He just, no. the whole time he's thinking, what's Hannah going to say? Yeah. What's hand, what's my mother-in-law going to say? No shit. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's funny good. That's funny as shit. Costa would be freaking out, man. He'd be thinking what the hell is his in-laws going to say. Oh, yeah, he's say. another guy living in yeah. an airstream. Yeah. Out at Santee Lakes. Fucking eating, surviving on fish sticks. <laughs> Fucking uh, driving to Arby's, getting potato cakes, just wondering... If his fucking severance will, how long it'll hold out? Fucking guy will be eating all right of mozzarella sticks. Just fucking warming him up. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, Not man. changing his fucking Hawaiian shorts for like six weeks. Dude, i tell you what's funny about that shit is, is you're right. Back in the day, almost any radio or TV host would have been in the newspaper. Yeah. I think a lot of these guys don't. Ello's not getting in the paper. No, fuck no. Yeah. A fucking chance. Uh, Quintero wouldn't even get in because those guys would protect him. Yeah. He, John John would be arrested for fucking not paying library fines. That'd be it. For not returning fucking uh, what book? Like uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder fucking kept a book. <laughs> Cut off his mattress tag. John Quintero arrested. People be like, God, what the fuck happened to that guy? Hey. I thought he was Yeah, I thought he retired a long time ago. Where the fuck's he detailing cars? <laughs> yeah, that fucking guy. He's like uh like fucking El Chapo. Dude's <laughs> too big to be El Chapo. Hey, one quick thing. Completely fucking e break on this, but I I, I go to seven eleven. Yeah. And at 7-Eleven, you can buy the national edition of the New York Post. Okay. And look, you can read all these papers online, but occasionally you want to get the hard copy. 
Dave, the last three days of the New York Post have been fucking great. Really? And well, great in the sense that they've had insane coverage of Jeffrey Epstein. You paying attention to this I guy? I have. This motherfucker, this fucking sick bastard, had like five women working for him, including one who was his assistant, that were basically rounding up 14 and 15-year-old girls so this fucking sicko could have sex with them. Yeah. Well, he tries to commit suicide three weeks ago. He's unsuccessful. The feds are like, dude, this guy is locked in to a lot of big-time players, and the feeling is that there may be more dominoes to fall, big names to fall in this Jeffrey Epstein case. And these fucking dumb shits at his jail where he is fell asleep the other night, and Epstein commits suicide. He's got a bunk bed. They take his cellmate out and forget to bring him back. I mean, it really was just like bumbling cops. The dude's six feet tall. He ties a bed sheet around the top bunk and leans forward enough where it it killed him, suffocated him. So I've been reading that story for like uh, you know three days and just like God damn, it's pretty wild. Like a lot of William Barr, the Attorney General, yeah, says he's getting involved and they're going to figure out what. Well, the dude's dead now. I I don't know what the recourse could be, but then today. I'm reading the post and I'm reading all the update on all this shit and what they're going to try to do for the victims, everything else. And there's a story about Chris Cuomo, Chris Cuomo from CNN. His brother's the governor of New York. His dad's the former governor of New York. And Cuomo the other day is out. Did you see this? I did. And a guy called I had to read it like three times, but have you seen the video? No, I haven't seen the video. So Chris Cuomo's out and a guy calls him Fredo. And was it Canapa? It uh, was not. But you you wouldn't really know it from seeing him on TV. He's a big fucking dude. And he loses his shit. Yeah. Now, the focal point that everybody has focused on was the point that Chris Cuomo said to the guy who called him that, you calling me that as an Italian is the equivalent to using the N-word. I don't believe they, I'm not Italian. I think we have plenty of friends who are Italian. Yeah, my wife's Italian. Her whole family's Italian. Oh, oh shit. Well, yeah. I've never once heard that as an insult, you know? Right, at that level. Yeah. But I would say this. If you were raised in a household where that was considered an insult, yeah. then I believe Chris Cuomo has the right to be insulted, and he got heated very quickly. Yeah. So because I think we would all agree that it may not be on the level of the N-word, I think we're missing the point. If you're taught that that's an insult and that's a word that was used in The Godfather as the shithead brother, yep. and you're insulted by that, then you're fucking insulted. And yep. all of us, what I liked about it is Cuomo, who's now apologized and said, look, I shouldn't have took the bait, said to this guy, I'm right in your face, and I'm going to throw you down the fucking steps. Yep. Oh, I thought that was your name, this guy. Good for him. You know, good for him. You got all these fucking guys on social media that talk shit that aren't going to do shit. He exactly. was right there, and he said, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm going to end you. Do something. I'm going to end you, you fucking bitch. Dude, I loved it. I love his show. I love the way it goes after guys on his show. I don't know that I've ever seen his really? show. It, it's almost like that without the threatening to kill you. He just goes on and on. Even if you try and change the subject, 
he just runs right over you. Yeah. He's great. And I don't know. I mean, now people are like, oh, CNN should fire him. For for what? For what? For standing up and saying, hey, man, I'm right here. Look, I'm a big believer in uh, perceptions uh, reality. So, I mean, if that's that's why he felt he was he was being insulted. Absolutely. That's his reality. If you grow up, I would imagine in that family, that's a proud Italian family. A couple of my buddies who are incredibly close, like brothers, uh, I, I don't think there's one of them. There's five kids in this family. I don't think there's one of them that would say, yes, it's the equivalent, but you call me that, <clears throat> it's probably go time. Yeah. And that's that's what I looked at. And he just said, ah, he got really pissed. But to me, I looked at it and I go, good for fucking him, man. The guy's right there, and he's right in this dude's face, and the guy doesn't do anything. Dude, I'm with it. I, I don't understand. There are too many people who are just asked to accept shit. I just don't understand it. You can't sit there and, and say, just because he's on TV, he's supposed to take a shit sandwich. Yeah. You don't know anything about no. that guy. No, I, I, hell, I, again, I appreciate him more that he basically defended himself. Yeah. Now, real quick, let's play the game again. Go through local media. If somebody insults cult, coach, is coach throwing him down the steps? No way. Is Steve Hartman? <laughs> no, with those little arms? No. Nick Hardwick? Hardwick might throw you down the Nick fucking stairs. Nick may fucking throw you like a paper airplane. Yeah, yeah. You may fucking start in Eastlake, and you may end yeah. up in Del Mar. Yeah. You may want to watch your fucking mouth yeah. talking to that guy, worrying about loyal to the soil. That guy was a Big Ten wrestler. Yeah. Look at his goddamn arms. Crazy. Look, his arms yeah. are fucking tattooed green. Who does that? Yeah, he's going to slap the shit out of you in front of your kids and embarrass you. Dad, who was that guy that looked like Hulk that just beat the shit out of you? <laughs> I said I'm not talking about it. Okay? We're just going to watch. We're just going to watch Nemo. Let's go watch Nemo. I said I'm not talking about it. Nick will fuck you up. Yeah, that's a bad move. Big mouth. Uh, ben Higgins. He's not doing anything. No, nah, he's going to ask you to be better. <laughs> he's not doing anything. Steve throwing anybody down the steps? No, I don't think he is. Nah, he's the one getting yeah. sued. Yeah, that's he'd fine. be afraid of getting sued. Costa? Nope. nope. Judd? No, Judd's not fighting. Judd hated the fact that the Padres, people thought the Padres should have thrown at Rizzo. I still think they should. Yeah, I'm just saying, that guy is, is completely not a violent guy. All right. Yeah. He could probably, if he was, he'd be fine, but he's not. Yeah. Guy's in good shape, tall guy. I'm sure Judd would be fine, but Judd's not a fighter. Darren? No. Fuck no. Darren. Marty, yes. Marty will. Marty will scramble you like a fucking egg. She'll kick your ass. Yeah, goddamn right. Yeah, that's it. And if you talk shit about Darren, yeah, yeah, she's gonna loosen your fucking molars, big mouth. Darren said today, Ormberger would. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ormberger will yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. Looks like he's eighty, but he's fucking like thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. John Schaefer. I, I bouncy. I don't know who John Schaefer is. I don't know what he looks like. I wouldn't know John yeah, Schaefer if you walked you in the drove garage. Drove right? on a bus bench. Yeah, dude, I, I wouldn't know him. I doubt it. What's your in John Schaefer's four years here? What's his? What's the the highlight of his time? Has on he been here four years here? Sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds good to me. Dude, honestly, I look. This sounds bad, and it's not a shot at him because I don't know him. Everyone says he's a really nice guy. Oh, yeah. that's good. So, like Ernie says, he's a nice guy. Ernie, if Ernie says he's a good guy, he's a yeah. good guy. 
All I know is I tried to look him up the other day to see what he does look like. I couldn't fucking find a picture of him. One, two is I think he has less than a thousand followers on Twitter. How can he be on radio and have less than a thousand followers? I don't know. Miserable Padre fan is a bigger footprint. Yeah. He's a fucking player. Uh, Orsillo's not fighting. Grant's not fighting. No, no, no. Sweeney's fighting. Pomeranz? God dang it, man. I like to, I like Mike so much. I'd like to think that he is fighting. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike may I think Mike would surprise you. <laughs> Mike was a college baseball player. Mike's a big dude. Yeah. Mike will fuck you up. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's the kind of guy if he told us the story, we would say, Okay, Mike, where's he at? We'd go take care of him yeah. for Mike. We like Mike that much. But Mike may have a little Jerry Cooney in him. Where he's big and then he gets hit one time and he just fucking Stands there, bends over at the waist, and then just falls on his face. Shit. Shit. Mike, shit. Uh, Darren Smith today said that he believes Andy Green will be the manager of this team on opening day in 2020. Is that from information or what he believes? That's what he said. I believe that, too. Why? I do believe because I don't think these guys are going to make changes. I think Ron Fowler has made a huge mistake. Where he's fallen in love with the guys that work directly underneath him. You, you know, who yeah. is it who is it that told us and you can't get too close to the players? Oh, fucking uh our guy. Um the right hand guy for Goodell. Eric, yeah, that's right. Eric, Eric Grubman. Yeah, Eric Grubman. Yep. Don't get emotional when you make decisions. And that's what I think Ron has done, unfortunately. Is because- it Ron or is it Peter? I think I it's, think it's I, Seidler. Yeah, I, I really I honestly I think it's one and the same. I just think it's one and I don't understand Ron's thinking at all because Ron is, what, 76, 78 years old, somewhere in there? Okay. I mean, here's the deal. We hope Ron lives a long time. I, it, the odds are Ron doesn't live 10 more years. Right. So you'd think there'd be a bigger rush to say, we got to win now. Yeah. I fucking put a lot of money into this shit. I want to yeah. see my team win. Let's right. do everything we fucking can. I understand you went and got Machado. This is not acceptable to me that you go out and you get a general manager that you hired in 2014, and you're still you know, basically pushing for last place. Yeah, the fucking pitching's a joke. The, dude, there's a lot of things that are really fucking bad. I mean, right now, we're watching the game, and I understand by the time people hear this, the game's going to be over. There's a ball just hit back to Stamen with a guy in yeah. third. The guy runs home. Dude, he can't fucking throw the ball to home. I dude. mean, dude, you literally pitch from the fucking mound. Yeah, you asshole. And you can, <laughs> it's your one thing to do. He threw it from 50 feet, and he threw it 10 feet wide. Yeah. How? Now the game's fucking tied in the one we're watching because that dipshit can't throw the ball. Yeah. There's a lot of bad hitting. You know, there's a lot of shit that goes on and you just shake your head and as great as Tatis is, look, if he wins rookie of the year, fantastic. But what the fuck does that mean for the standings and, and the, yeah. the growth of this franchise? I'm really frustrated with Urias. I'm frustrated yeah. with a lot of guys on this fucking team. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm watching this shit every fucking night and I sit there and go, Ron can't sit there and go, This is acceptable because right. he's always been successful in what he's done. So I, I sit there and I go you got to make a change at manager and even at GM to have the job that long. And all these guys you talk about in your minor league system are coming up and not doing what we thought they were going to do is really frustrating. Yeah. there's Because uh, when it's all said and done, you can't sit there and tell me, Jeff, in, in three years, well, Gore worked out and Tatis worked out. What about all the other ones? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know that Renfro counts, but I mean, you look at it and you go, well, okay, I'll take Hunter Renfro. Yeah. But Margot to me is a wash. And a lot of people are like, Fuck Margot. Yeah. Tatis I'm is, like, fuck Margot. Fuck a Swahe was here. We used to think was the guy, too. Tatis is great. He Urias is great. isn't. 
exactly. But what you're doing with Urias at this point is you're like, we're just going to give this guy a shitload of fucking at-bats. Well, they aren't getting any better because here, here's what no. here's what hitting is. Anyone will tell you. Hitting is, is balance, bat speed, and timing. So is Hit, Johnny Washington out? Are you going to fire the hitting coach again? I, I 100% would, and I'd fire anyone that has the same mindset of their hitting. Look at Urias' hit right now. Look at how, number one, as I said, timing was the, the last thing I mentioned. Between his hands, his feet, and his head especially move, dude. How is he supposed to focus on the ball when his head's moving so much? His eyes are moving all the time. Yeah. Dude, keep your fucking head still, dude, and then stop with all the movement. Just get to the fucking ball. I I look at this team, Dave. To me, they got more questions than answers. I agree with you. And this was the year where you go, okay, we're going to get guys a lot of at-bats. This fucking idea that Casey's going four and a third yeah. when you're a dead last team, what the fuck are you pulling them out for? And and the problem has been that I've seen is we all rag the bullpen. How about we rag the fuck out of the starters? Now, I went to ESPN tonight yeah, because I wanted to look at team pitching, and so I went to their MLB stats to say, hey, I'm just curious, how the fuck did they do this? Yeah. And I almost tweeted this, which would have been a huge fuck-up. According to ESPN Team Pitching, they claim that the Padres, as we sit here in August, had zero quality starts. Really? Zero quality starts. Now, a quality start defined is six innings by a starter with three or less earned runs. So I almost tweeted that. And they also claim that the Yankees, Tampa Bay, and Toronto also have zero. Well, then you start thinking about Chris Paddock, and you go, wait a minute. Didn't Paddock have a fucking no-hitter a couple of weeks ago? So you go and you look at the game log for Chris Paddock. Chris Paddock said eight quality starts. Yeah. Eight. Where you go, at least six innings, less than three earned runs, team wins. You go, okay, so ESPN done no shit. Dude, I've been caught on that on this show. Where I've read stuff right off of ESPN, and then I get killed on it. Yeah, no, you can't. Because when you look at it, you go, man, that's fucked up. But I just look at it, Dave, and you go, all right, you, you invested all this money yeah. in that international class of 2016. I don't know how you feel about Adrian Morion. Uh, I don't why, know how you feel about Why isn't Jorge. he a starter anymore? Why is he a reliever only? Yeah. I thought they were bringing him up to be a starter. I just, there might be a part, man, where you are going to have to at some point go, dude, we need fresh faces. Yeah. Because what you're seeing here. And I heard Ted last night, and I love Ted, but Ted's talking about 21,000 out at Petco Park and how great it was. And I'm like, Ted, a fucking week ago tonight on a Monday night, I'm at Wrigley Field for the Oakland A's on a Monday night, and it's sold out, 48,000 strong. No rivalry with A's and and Cubs. It's, It's not, man. We have to stop settling for mediocrity. We have to stop settling for the fact that we are getting brown jerseys next year, yeah. all this other shit. What the fuck is going to be different about Andy Green a year from today? And the funny shit was Andy on Darren's show got pissed at Barry Bloom because Barry Bloom claimed that that Andy's lost the clubhouse. I have no idea if Andy's lost the clubhouse or not, but what I'd like to know, and you've got beat writers that are down there, is there still a sense of urgency down there? And who leads it, right? That's the way. Well, everybody should feel that way. Hundred percent. There should be a sense of urgency. I, I and I bring this up, and it's not a shot at the pods. It's more of a compliment to the Braves. I honestly, believe 
The Atlanta Braves are the best run organization in baseball right now. Yeah, pretty strong. And they did the same thing the Padres did, where they got rid of all these veterans mm -hmm. and they decided to go young and build up the minor league system and they win the division last year. They're going to win it again this year. And they, they jumped ahead of the Padres by so much, but according to everyone who looks at the minor leagues, that shouldn't have happened ahead of the Padres. Yeah. How were the Braves so fucking good and the Padres are still a team in second to last place? I, I heard our guy Kevin Charity today, really, really good, with Ben and Woods um, from Mad Friars. Uh, great job by Steve and by Ben and by Kevin, just kind of filling you in. And talking about the Rule 5 draft coming yeah. up and said it wasn't so much about 2020 as it is about 2021. Look, man, if you're going to unload Meyer's contract and it's going to cost you fucking some of these guys, you're going to have to do it. Yep. Because you're going to have to clear out spots anyways. You're not going to be able to protect all these guys. But for me, Dave, when I look ahead to next year, Mejia is going to be the catcher on this team, right? Mejia is the he catcher. He has to be. Hedges, He's Hedges hitting 100 points be. higher than Hedges right now. Hosmer is going to be your first baseman. Yep. I think you'll have a brand new second baseman. Tatis and Machado will be here. So now you're at Mejia, Hosmer, Tatis, Machado. I think fucking center field is up for debate. I think Renfro's here. And I think your hope is that you can move Myers and then they're they're pretty determined to go with Josh Naylor. Even even Renfro. Why did it take so long to believe in Renfro? We, we remember we right. had this conversation for the last two to three years. Right. Well, last year they sent year. him down to the minors when he was on pace for 40 home runs. Yeah, even this year. They were talking about trading him. Yeah, they were talking about trading him, and they had him fucking benched. And Hedges, for instance, is playing tonight. I don't know why. He's hitting 180. I mean, he's had four yeah. fucking years. He's never going to hit. Right. A whole thing. Who gives a shit? I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. It's it's great that you're the top defensive catcher, but you got you don't have that fucking luxury to, to fill that spot right now. When Mejia had five consecutive yeah. uh, two-hit games, god damn. Dude, he's raised his batting average like 60 points in the last few weeks. Dave, you know it. I'll ask anybody in baseball, guys that know baseball a lot better than me. For as good as Mejia has been offensively, when you fucking tell him, hey, look, this job is yours, and you go get the, the current, ver you know, you go get Tim Fedorovich yeah. to fucking back him up where you go, you're going to catch five nights a week, and you don't have to be looking at Austin Hedges yeah. sitting there at the end. Don't you think at that point he gets even better? I agree. You would I think hope? The job gets easier because I think Hedges is still a favorite of Andy Green's. I just think yeah. I think that, unfortunately, he you're absolutely right. He's looking over his shoulder. Hedges need, I mean, excuse me, he needs work as far as catching goes sure. or whatever else they need. And if they don't think he does a good job calling pitches, then you call the pitches. Yeah. You know, Bochy used to do it all the time. Right. Bochy said if the guy wasn't uh, capable of doing what I want him to do, I call the pitches all the time. Well, you got Rod Barajas. Who's a former catcher. Yeah. I mean, again, Mejia right now, you need it. You need some kind of stick back there. But, dude, I, you, and there's not a guy out there that can say I'm still a Hedges guy when he's hitting 180 and he's hit, he's a 205 career hitter for four years. Look, uh, the, the thing that this fucking team has had for the last, god damn, what, 10 years? Is just this calmness yeah. in the manager position. And I'm not saying you need Dick Williams back, but I read the best article today. It was Barry Bloom's archived article from the Tribune from after the fight between the Braves and, awesome. and uh, the Padres. And it's that fucking nitwit, Joe Torre, shooting his mouth off, saying this is 100% to blame on Dick Williams. Yep. 
It was all Dick Williams' fault, and he's lucky nobody got hurt. He called him Hitler. He said his Hitler-type antics. Yeah. I, me- I remember I had it on uh, VHS forever. Well, then they went and talked to Dick Williams. Barry went and talked to Dick, and Dick Williams' quote was, you could tell Tory to take that finger he's pointing, and he can stick it. <laughs> and they said, uh, they said Dick Williams said uh, the best pitch of the night was the pitch when Lefferts finally hit Pasquale Perez. Yeah. And he said, we're not going to be... Uh, the Braves had apparently called a clubhouse meeting and said, we're going to try to intimidate the Padres. And Dick Williams said, we're not going to be intimidated by anybody. Yep. When's that quote ever been given? By fucking Bud Black or fucking Andy Green? Nobody. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Like, I'm just so sick of this team. And especially now when you have an iconic, what could poten- potentially be an iconic player in Tatis. And when these fucking teams come in and throw at that guy and Andy Green just sits there chewing sunflower seeds, it makes me fucking insane. It should. It should drive you absolutely crazy. And you got two of them. And you got Machado, who's a superstar, too. Right. So, you, you absolutely. You got to protect those guys. And if anything, to a young guy like Tatis, I, I said it the other day in, in a tweet that they have four years, five years to prove to Tatis that they're for real. No joke. You got to protect this kid every which way. Let him know, look, you're the superstar. We're going to look out for you every which way going. And that includes when guys throw at you. Well, and tonight, when he does a big turnaround first and he gets thrown out at first, you and I watched Hard Knocks tonight. And the thing that was great about Hard Knocks is John Gruden, where John Gruden comes right over to the player and goes, what the fuck are you doing? Yep. No, what the fuck are you doing? And uh, so what? Tatis may be the man, but if you had a fucking manager who walked up to him and said, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, we're trying to win a fucking game here, kid. Stop doing that crazy shit. You're in the bigs. Not at Amarillo anymore. He won't get his feelings hurt. But all of a sudden, it sends a message up and down the bench. He's not just going to yell that at Greg Garcia. But, I, Dave, I'm just sick of this fucking team being soft. And the idea that Andy Green, we believe, or others believe, that he's going to be the manager. You said to me tonight, when are you going back out? Why? fuck am I going out for? I already bought tickets for seven games this year. I, I put my money yeah, out. Yeah, but it's just like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know. I get it. You can't manage with the fans. But I, I don't know that there is a sense, if I'm A.J. Preller or Andy Green, about my job security. But there fucking should be. Okay, so let me ask you this one then. As a fan, you're saying, I'm still watching the games or paying attention. Like, you said you went a long time without even catching a game. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to go buy a ticket to see them the rest of the year. So why is it okay with Ron Fowler and Seidler? I have no idea, man. I mean, seriously, why is it acceptable? Yeah. Because it wouldn't be acceptable in any other business they own. No, and and look, like I said, with all respect to Ted, this bullshit that 21000 last night should make you all jump up, that's not fucking impressive. No. You spent a shitload of money for Machado. You've got Fernando Tatis. They, I thought I'd see 21000 at Wrigley Field. I yeah. really did. I thought I'm going to have the run of this place, and I couldn't get a fucking ticket. And you can say anything you want about the Cubs, whatever, bullshit. It's just, it's a complete difference in the way that organization's run and the way this organization. What do you think the mindset is from a player on the Padres that walks in that that clubhouse, you know, today or tomorrow? Like, what's their feeling before the game? I think it's the feeling that, hey, we're going to do everything we can to win this game, and if we don't, oh, well. That's it. That that's crazy. There's a guy that Dodgers picked up when I was like, "What the fuck are they picking up this kid for?" Is that uh, that Christopher Negron kid from the Mariners? It was okay. like a career 200 hitter. They only picked him up because 
They lost Kiki Hernandez and they lost Chris Taylor. They needed someone that could play infield and outfield. Well, this guy, all of a sudden, is doing better than he's ever done in, yeah. in his big league career. And he's a veteran. He's a guy that's like 30 or 33 years old. It's been around a long time. And he goes, man, the reason I'm playing so well is you walk in the clubhouse every day and the confidence that everyone on the fucking team has yeah. makes you feel confident you can do your job. And a guy right. like Machado who has been on good teams and bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know he's looking at the calendar and going six more weeks and the right. season's over. That's it. Yeah. He's not worried about your $1,000 you have bet against me. He's like six more weeks and the season's I think he over. Is. I'll tell you one thing I like about that guy. It's two fucking days in a row that he's out there at 2 o'clock taking early BP. Yeah. No, I didn't say he's lazy. Yeah. You know, I he's, like he, that. And the deal is he knows he's not hitting right now. He's in a, yeah. probably the worst slump of his baseball career right now. Yeah. So he's out hitting with Andy. And I'm glad he's there because that's the kind of shit right there you hope the young guys see. Yeah. I like that. You know? I like that. No, I uh and and Tatis gives it gives his best every day. I'm not saying sure. guys don't give their best. I'm saying the point you have to look at it and go, our talent's just not that good and our attitude is shit. And I do agree that comes from the manager. Yeah. You gotta fucking lead by example. Damn it! <laughs> okay. Fuck that. You know what? What what's our biggest fear if you're if you're Ron and, and Pete? That Andy's gonna go and be fucking hired who what's he gonna be the next Pat Murphy? Gonna be the go oh my God. be the fucking bench coach somewhere. Let's You're not uh, getting a fucking managerial job again. Jesus Christ. All right, here's the deal. Well, I'll tell you, I'll ask you this question about the next manager in a second. Okay. All right. First of all, I want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry again selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than twenty years. This probably is the most important time of your life that you need to give Brian Curry a call. Because right now the the market it seems like it's in flux. People are guessing all the time. Is it going up? Is it going down? More so than I've ever heard. Because we're all scared of what happened over 10 years ago. So right now, you got to give Brian Curry a call. Find out what is the best place to live. When is the right time to sell? When is the best time to buy? It's simple. All you have to do is call this number, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Boy, I would especially call if you're thinking about selling. Because the more and more you hear it, you keep hearing that there's going to be a market adjustment and that prices are going to crash. And if you're sitting on a house... That you go, man, this place is a little too big and I'm thinking about downsizing and it would be really, really easy to do if I took the equity that I currently have in my property and flipped it and then just downsized and made my life so much easier. It's not about the interest rates. It's about that $500,000 house you have right now all of a sudden becoming worth three twenty. You go, God damn, I lost hundred eighty grand overnight when the market crashed. It happened. It happened to a lot of people. It's the way I was able to buy a house, quite frankly, in 2008, because houses that were 400 came to 52. Yeah. And we jumped in. Uh, if you're buying and you're thinking about buying like I am, man, he's a great dude to know. Absolute great dude to know because he's watching the market trends do that. Knows everywhere in San Diego, the schools, the commute, the whole thing. Give Brian a call. Absolutely. Also, that perfect pool for that perfect house. What are you doing? You got to call Alan Taylor with Taylor Made Pools. Alan knows what to do as far as per- putting that perfect pool together. We told you this was going to be a very hot week, and it's going to be very hot the next couple months. You know you wish you had that pool in the backyard. What are you waiting for? Make next year the year that your family says, thanks, Dad. Thanks a lot for finally yeah. looking out for us. Not sweating our asses off with you the dick. hose over our head in the front yard, embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> 619-449-4452. So funny, Dave. I'm at work today, and my phone just keeps ringing and ringing. So finally, I'm like, hello? And it's like, Jeff. I go, yeah, it's Margot Robbie. Oh, hey, what's up? 
<laughs> she said, well, I want to come down and hang out in San Diego, but I don't know anybody who's had a tailor-made pool put in recently. I go, well, you know what? I got to talk to Alan and Amy, Margo, because I bet there's a bunch of people. She goes, well, shit, make it happen. It's already Tuesday. I said, hey, do me a favor. I just said, I'm going to do it. Don't coach me up. <laughs> she apologized, and we're back on good terms. But, yeah, if you want that call like I get on a regular basis, then fucking get the pool put in your backyard. What do you currently have back there? A fucking trampoline? Oh, my God, that's going to be great until that kid with the glasses and the snot-crusted nose comes over and falls right off the fucking side, and all of a sudden you're working at nights at Walmart to pay off his insurance claim. <laughs> God damn, just get the pool. It's so refreshing. And you can have a slide. We Everybody loves a slide. Everybody and does. Here's the thing. For the first 15 people that get a tailor-made pool, we're going to have Vera come over in her bikini. And I'll tell you what, all of a sudden, after a few beers, tops are optional. Always. Always. That's her thing. It is. A, shit, it's her thing on the drive down. I'm like, calm down. You alley cat. <laughs> Oh, so right next to that perfect pool, guess what? That perfect barbecue right there. Get the big green egg. People get out of that pool, they're starving. You're always yep. hungry after a nice swim. Guess what? You get that big green egg right there at Hot Sauces and More. It's easy. Hot Sauces, the letter N, more.com. And again, they have a store right here in the Otay Ranch Mall right by where we're doing the show from right now. It's right next to the front of Macy's across from Daniel's Jewelers. Make sure you go and visit our guys over at Hot Sauces and More. Yeah, let me explain something too, all right? A big green egg, it's not a dinosaur egg, you dick. It's a fucking barbecue. Oh, it makes your food taste great. Oh, man. Dave knows because he's got an insanely nice barbecue in his backyard of a house where he's lived 10 years. The plastic hasn't even come off the grates yet. <laughs> That's true. But at some point, he's going to break it in. He's going to be ready to go. Look, I know how it goes because I've seen it at the steak where you cook your own steak restaurants. Biggest scam in San I Diego. I that shit. But I watch guys that have no idea what they're doing when they go to the grill and trying to impress the chick next to them. They go get a huge steak knife. They cut right into that $29 steak. They ruin the whole fucking thing. And I know a lot of you are concerned because you haven't cooked the steak and you go, man, I would love to get a big green egg. I'd love to get a Weber. I'd love to do anything like that. But I'm just afraid that I'm going to completely butcher it and then I'm going to hate the experience. I get all that. That's why we tell you about Brian and his team at Hot Sauces and more. Because if you're in the market for a grill and you go, yeah, I like cooking fish, I like seafood or uh, chicken, burgers, steaks, he's going to make sure you get the right one for your budget. But then when you have it, man, the hot sauces, the spices, the rubs, all of those different things that are going to enhance the experience where you, all of a sudden you become like me. You go, man, we used to grill once a month. Now we're grilling two, three times a week. It's an absolute blast. It's a Listen, if a dumb shit like me can know how to do it, I'm not sure Dave can figure it out, but no. most of you can figure it out. Hot sauces and more. Otay Ranch Mall. Tell them Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Also, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy you need to call. Help with your finances. Look, if you're in the market to buy that house we talked about, Dan is your guy. Dan, again, is the guy that will sit there and answer all your questions. This is one of the most important calls you can make. I say this all the time because so many people I know say, man, I have a job, but guess what? They don't pay it on my 401k. I don't know if I'm going to be able to retire one day, and I don't know how long my money is going to last. Dan is the guy to call to make sure your money lasts. Well, C2 Financial Corporation, Dave, they've been helping families achieve that home ownership and independence for the last 15 years. 
You do it by using his Borrow Smart approach to mortgage planning. Two books that you can get tonight for free. Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, and then the book that's designed for any of you in the military, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. Both of the books for free. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. When you're done, give him a call at 858-688-6813. There is the incredible excitement of having the ability to buy that house. I have said it before. One of the toughest jobs I had, one of the most rewarding jobs I had, was working in Homecomings Financial, working with HUD, trying to keep people out of foreclosure. Look, it is not over the day you get the key. That is day one. You just signed papers that said, I'm going to make 360 monthly payments on this house. That's before insurance. That's before repairs. And that's before your dumb shit kid kicks a hole in the thinking he's fucking uh, messy. So you need to make sure that your financial plan's in place. That's why you call Dan tonight, 858-688-6813. And finally, always don't forget about Kyle Fluger, that perfect website that you've been looking for. It's just around the corner. All you have to do is make this phone call to Kyle, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. You may not even get through because a lot of you assholes just waited. You're like, oh, my website looks good. People love black and white. Sure they do. Sure they do. It's not even centered. I've seen some of that shit. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Hey, and you know what else? People love to see a picture of my cat. Nobody gives a shit about your cat, okay? That's why your sales are down 71%. I see the numbers. Because you're so dumb, you forget to hide them. That's why you need to call Kyle. You're going to get a new look. Hey, you like purple? He'll make it in purple. Whatever you want, you crazy maniac. Just call Kyle Fluger. Take a look at our page. DaveAndJeffShow.com. Then take a look at your wimp noodle page. <laughs> You'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. Fuck, he's right. You're goddamn right I'm right. Just make the change tonight. I don't even need you to thank me later. All right. Just it- make the change so I'm not sickened every time I look at your <laughs> shitty page. Here we go. I've got almost an hour 20. My last right, thing for you is Andy Green, let's say, does get blown out. Who's the yeah. first guy in mind that you say, that's my guy? Ooh. Uh, oh, would you go Mike Matheny? I like Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny, uh, I think Mike Matheny might have learned his lesson from what happened in St. Louis. And what happened to Mike Matheny, he got blown out even though he won a World Series because he was promoting bullying in the clubhouse. Yeah. Basically, he was promoting that a veteran bully a younger player. Right, and, and, that was and, bad. And those days are, are done. I like Matheny a lot. And also, I know this sounds, people go, that's not important. The guy speaks fluent Spanish. And he taught himself Spanish because he knew that one day he wanted to be a manager. And he thought it was important to be able to communicate with those with the Latin players. Um, damn, that dog. Um, Fuck. But <laughs> here's the guy that everyone's going to want. But I, don't think I know he, exactly who you're going with. I don't think he's going to fit here in San Diego as far as the way the computer system works. Who do you think I'm going to say? I think you're going to say Joe Madden. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. I think Joe Madden gets blown out at the end of the year. Yep. And every Padre fan is going to say, let's go get Joe. But I don't think he fits in with what AJ wants. I think Joe's going to have his pick of jobs. You know who I think Joe might be the manager of next year? I'll tell you who, where you should go. You should be the manager of the guy dang Angels. That's what I was just going to say. Did he really? Yep. They completely fucked up giving that job to Osmus. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe's the manager of the Angels. He should be. He, 100% he went, the Angels fucked Went back fucked there, up. was the bench coach. Yep. And if... Uh, How great would that be? Remember when Renneria got fired after one year because Joe yeah. was available? Angels say to Osmus, get the fuck out of here. You've Dude, been here one year. You're done. It's I'm just I'm looking at guys 
Look, it, it's a it's a performance based job. Yeah. Unless you fucking work in San Diego. <laughs> Look, the only thing I swear to God I might fucking throw up right here is fucking dog is trying to kill me. I may be fucking like hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein by the <laughs> in, in fifteen minutes. My God, I'll admit to any crime. Just fucking move this dog out of here. Jiminy Cricket. That's bad. If, I didn't even know what I was going to say. In 15 minutes, I'll be hanging out with Epstein. I'm fucking going to die right here. I feel like Gary Gilmore. It's like the Executioner's song. All I need is Norman Mailer over there with the typewriter. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, look, are you coming here? You're going to end up with some. They're going to go fucking cheap. Yeah. Like they always do. They're going to go fucking cheap. They're going to. Uh, Tony Tarasco. They're going to promote him from Lake Elsinore. That'll be it. Uh, David. Jo- no, who the fuck? Uh, Moises Alou. Oh, boy. Right. It'll yeah, be, you it'll, don't need Moises. It'll be one of these fucking things where you go, shit, they'll probably hire Steve Bartman. Oh, my God. Delaware. How old is Moises Alou now? What do you think? I don't know. 50. <laughs> Oh, Moises. I was thinking. Yeah, of, not Felipe. Oh, okay. I thought you were going, going the dad. No, not Felipe. Okay. Like Moises. But no, they. 53, I, by the way. Yeah. I think Madden goes to the Angels. I think Osmus is out. I think Boach goes to the Cubs. And then uh, and then you start taking a look around. And you see who else is open. But Matheny would be out there. Joe Girardi's out there. Yeah. Look, here's what I'd say Girardi says he wants to get back in. If Andy Green gets fired, does MLB Network call him and say, hey, we need you here for an analyst? Nope. They don't. Andy Green will be like a third base coach somewhere. Right. Probably in fucking uh, Visalia. (laughs) (laughs) Working in fucking... (laughs) Doing a meet and greet at the fucking Steak and Shake. (laughs) On Don Nod's Boulevard. <laughs> oh, shit. I did like the idea that he called out Barry Bloom. A oh, funny fucking Boomski, that idiot. Yeah, I don't know. Dave, let's just say this. The next yes. guy they hire will be the wrong hire. I agree with that. They can't figure it out. And then who will the GM be coming in here? You know, no joke. I think one of the main things they have to do, you joked around. I don't know if you're joking or not about them firing another hitting coach. They will fire this hitting coach. Oh, my God. But they uh, they have to do something. And they got to do something, man. Their approach to hitting is horseshit. It's no. so fucking crazy to me that they can't figure this shit out. Oh, my God. And it's, it, this sounds easy to say. I know when you're talking about a ton of talent. If you follow what the Yankees and what the yeah. Dodgers are doing on their approach to hitting, which yeah. is the two teams that see more pitches than any team in baseball – and they only swing at strikes. Right. It it's it's what it takes. I mean, I hate to say it, that's what it takes. You know, it, it go all talent wise for talent bullshit. These are major leaguers. These guys should be able to square a ball up. Yeah. It's uh I don't know, man. You gotta find guys that can pitch. You just gotta find guys you, you went you win by get pitching. Into seven innings consistently. How many times does a Padre come in a pitch and you're like, Oh fuck, I don't want to see this guy? Uh, about four times yeah. a night. <laughs> four times. Like right now Erland's pitching. Right. You're like, I'm tired of Erland. You start to hate almost every guy that comes yeah. out of the bullpen. Outside of Yates. You hate everybody. Yeah. The whole bullpen. This fucking guy just sits there <laughs> chewing seeds, just watching the world go by. He's fucking whistling Dixie. Holy shit. Rod Barajas is like, I could take this guy and just fucking <laughs> throw him. Just take his Forex sweatshirt off and put it around his yeah. neck. He's like, we're going to move this little shit right out of the spot. It's going to be my 
This is my step. <laughs> I've earned it. Uh, follow us on social media. I don't know why. I haven't been on social media, but if you want to. Nothing going on. Did I miss anything on social no. media in the last couple of days? You haven't missed jack shit. All right. We, uh, we're back here Sunday night because okay. I was going to try to come down Thursday night, but we have a team yeah. party at the track. That's cool. Good deal. And so uh, after that, there will be yeah, nothing Sunday going. night. Yeah, we'll be back Sunday night. We'll recap. We'll look forward to next year when the Padres go uh, fucking 62 and 100 <laughs> and Preller and Andy Green get another four-year extension. Before I go, I just want to thank Pete and Point Loma again for uh, welcoming the invite. God damn, where's that ball going to land? Holy shit. It's a deep fly. I'm a little blind. Um, I want to welcome. What if you didn't even give him a contract? You just say, all right, you're a manager next year. You're afraid someone's going to come hire him away? Who, Andy Green? Yeah. Go, all right, you got the job. We're giving you a contract, though. Yeah, you're an at-will employee. Yeah, that's it. Well, he's got two years left on the contract. Uh, You're an an independent contractor. Go get your own insurance. Which, yeah, here's Cobra. Which extension from this team is Fowler just going home? He can't even enjoy his fucking Barbara Streisand CD because he can't believe that greasy-haired little shit Preller talked him into. Will Myers or Andy Green? Oh, my gosh. Has to be Will Myers. That's the worst yeah. one, right? Was, oh, Will's playing much better of late. Look at his numbers. They're horse shit. They're still really bad. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Who Who would you rather have for three? Ah, I can't even finish that thought. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, go ahead. Who would give you more for the money? Will Myers playing left field or John Merrick, the outfit man, doing a question and answer 20 minutes a night in the left field pavilion? <laughs> <laughs> What's in your head? Jesus Rocks. Christ. Hang on, just answer the question. I gotta go with Elephant Man. I've seen Will Myers. Every night, don't forget, from the third inning to the fifth inning, John Merrick will be appearing down the left field line for pictures. He'll talk to you about what's going on with the bullpen. Uh he'll have comments on Mud and Don finishing number one. Oh, here's the other thing go I forgot ahead. to tell you. Go ahead. I was at Wrigley Field, as I mentioned, a week ago Monday. Man, it was hot and humid. Yeah. You know, I saw a ton of little kids eating ice cream and fucking helmets. Guess what none of them were doing? Eating ice cream and Oakland A helmets. They were all in <laughs> Cubs helmets, you fucking dumb shit. John Merrick will tell you why. That's the dumbest idea ever for Dave. They have opposing teams' plastic helmets. You got to collect them all. Yeah, you got to come to the games if you want to get all 30. The only thing we asked Look for at the fucking Rays. They haven't been in San Diego since 2004. The only thing would have taken a long time to finish out that collection. The only thing we asked respectfully is do not ask for autographs. <laughs> Pictures are fine. No autographs. Did nobody want an autograph? They would want a picture. What do yeah. you want a picture of you and the elephant man? Right. Just hanging out. You and your kids. Just put it on Facebook as your wallpaper. Could John Merrick, the late John Merrick who lived, damn, what a life that guy lived. Saw a lot. Uh, what what did we charge? How many him? times have you seen the movie The Elephant Man with uh, John Hurt? Yeah, was it John Hurt? Yeah, I didn't even know. Was that nineteen eighty two that shit came out? Yeah, like eighty, maybe did, eighty. Did like it freak those... you out when he realized he was committing suicide? Yeah, when sad. he started putting the pillows away. Dude, you know what, Dave? About that movie, man. I I will just tell you this: while you talk about The Elephant Man, it's been a long time. Dude, seriously, as fucking parents. 1980. 
Yeah, I told you, 1980 movies, if you watch that thing on CNN about movies, like movies from 1980 were really fucked up. Like, <laughs> 80 was a weird year. How much money do you think that movie cost to make? Uh, $4 million. $5 million. Damn, you're pretty good at this shit. And I bet it made uh, $18 million. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't even know. It doesn't say. I don't have it how much it made. Dude, it had to make a ton, right? Uh, not a ton. It's not a hangover, you fucking dumb shit. <laughs> what's your favorite Let me scene? Say, in, you got to look it up. What's your favorite scene in Hangover? Oh, fuck, dude. Um, when they get tased? Dude, I love when they get tased. I, I love Dude, I love the whole thing. I love the taste part. I love when they're in the police station and he's Rob, Rob Riggle's talking. Yeah. He could come to Vegas and do that and that girl next to him. Not up in here. Not <laughs> up in here. Rob Riggle's great. I like what he talks about in the car when he talks about um, how counting cards isn't illegal. It's frowned upon like uh, masturbating on an airplane. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> Fucking guy. All right, we're getting the fuck out of here. We'll it's see not you. Obama he blames. He blames uh, the, the 9-11 guy. Yeah, uh, Bin Laden. Bin Laden. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Sorry, Obama. All right, our John Merrick idea. I've been uh, texted back by the marketing department. It's been denied. God, I can't find how much fucking money. How much money did that movie made? All right. Well, uh, movie jo- ran a little long. Is that wrong to say that? Yeah, Joe. Joe will look at two up. hours and four minutes. Fuck, dude. Though as a parent, I I don't know. As parents, sometimes we fucking really acknowledge your kids are healthy yeah. and have. Ten fingers and ten toes are normal. Yeah. Pretty fucking lucky, man. You aren't kidding. Pretty fucking lucky. Because somebody, you go, my God, right? Ah, heartbreaking. All right, sorry to be a drag. Jesus, dude. All right. I'm uh, sitting here, (laughs) you completely threw me off. Again, I would take the Elephant Man over Will Myers. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be fascinating to hear his $26 million it made. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think you'd be- Were you surprised it wasn't an Elephant Man 2? No. <laughs> but I would like to hear his thoughts on Urius. Ah oh, man, a pre. <laughs> What's your first question? Would you rather the... listen to Coach or Elephant Man talk Padre baseball into this game? I'd like to hear Coach talk to Elephant Man. <laughs> hey, more calls in a minute. Real pleasure to go out to the Corky's Hotline. Joining us right now, guy in a movie. Pretty interesting. I I've often thought about who would play me in a movie. Uh, a lot of people have said maybe the great Ed O'Neill. I could see that. <laughs> but John Hurt played him here. Great to have with us John Merrick, the Elephant Man, on the Padres' flagship, 97.3. Hey, John. Coach John Quintero, how you doing here? Hey, Coach. Real pleasure. Great to be back on the show. I was not going to fucking insult him. I was waiting for him. I was not going to do it. Exactly. You sat fucking fastball through curve. We got the fuck out of here. We'll see you Sunday night, you sick, twisted, demented bastards. They were like, oh, my God, is he going to do an Elephant Man impression? No, I'm not. Everyone else is. Because I'm classy. (laughs) Ben Higgins has been to the strip club 17 times, and he's also been in one of those nudie bookstores where you put four quarters in. And the screen goes up. Yep. And it's erased. It's to finish. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Get a hold of yourself, you fucking rack. Are you talking to Ben? You. Oh. You sick bastard. Sorry, Ben. I thought I'd try to make a quick joke, and then Dave ruined it with his perverted thoughts. That's it. 
All right, we'll see you Sunday night. See Yeah.